It's never too soon to talk about the future of your program, and we're looking ahead to the 2024 Arizona State Sun Levels and some potential needs on this edition of the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. And a special shout out, as always, to the everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Now, as I said at the top of the show, it's never too early to talk about the future of your program. This is mainly true when it comes to rebuilding programs like the Arizona State Sun Devils. This can also be true for college sports in general. Like it's a constant shuffling. We're not done with movement for 2023, let alone for 2024. There's still transfers to be had. There's still recruits to be had. There's going to be a lot of changes after the following or after the conclusion of the season. There's going to be guys that leave. There's going to be guys for the transfer portal guys for eligibility reasons and guys that head to the nfl like there's going to be a very different sun levels team in the 2024 season and i truly mean a very different team there is more than a handful of seniors on this roster right now there is more than a handful of guys who could be looking for opportunities elsewhere goodness gracious elsewhere i'm not mike tyson i promise but there's a lot here for the sun devils to continue seeing a a complete roster makeover as Kenny Dillingham is taking over for his first year. And that's where we're here to talk today is looking ahead to 2024. This is a very, very preliminary list, and this could very much change between now and then. But I do think that it's worth taking a look at some positions that could need some more investments at them and could need to be uh, in, in tune for, some kind of makeover. And let's go ahead and start. I want to first talk about the the uh, the honorable mentions I have here. I have two positions that I have in mind that won't be needs unless guys decide to transfer or go pro. Starting with the running back spot, there's only four guys on here. The oldest is Cameron Scadaboo, who is a redshirt junior for the team. After, or excuse me, he's a junior for the team. And uh, DeCarlos Brooks is the redshirt junior. You also have George Hart, who's a junior. And you have Tevin White, who is a sophomore. Javen Jacobs has officially transferred, or not transferred, translated from running back to wide receiver on the Arizona State Sunnels official website for the roster. So they're down to four running backs. I feel like they could make some more additions. But this is not a massive position of need if the majority, if not all of these guys, do return for the 2024 season. But we see all the time that, especially at the running back position, the guys leave early because they want to capitalize on short careers that they have in the NFL, or maybe they transfer. So when I look at Cameron Scadaboo, I think there's potential for him to be a bell cow for the Sun Devils. And I think that he's got really good prowess as a receiver and as a runner that we have seen throughout spring. And, I'm looking forward to him dominating. I think he is going to be very good this year. But if that is the case, he might want to capitalize and go to the pros before he gets too much mileage on him. DeCarlos Brooks, 
I'm not sure how much we're going to use him. The same goes for George Hart and for Tevin White with what Scadaboo can do for you. And if that's the case, these are guys that might look to take their talents elsewhere and get the most out of, you know, extended opportunities that might not be at Arizona State. So this is why it's an honorable mention for me is just because you could have all four back next year. You can also have none of them back next year. As of right now, I'll give them benefit of the doubt. Second position here is the cornerback spot for the team. Look, whatever happens with Roe Torrance is going to affect this position moving forward because Torrance is a future NFL player in my books. I know he's that way in many other people's books as well. If he does declare after this year, this will be a position of need simply because you would be losing a number one corner. But you're also going to be losing Jordan Clark at the conclusion of the season. There's some transfers who came in like Shamari Simmons, who is in his last year of eligibility. There's a lot of young guys on the roster, but I feel like there's more guys that could be future safeties than there are guys that are going to be able to play on the boundary. Like Ed Woods is also a guy who could potentially jump to the next level if he has a strong season. The safety position will be going through some change. I mean, you're going to be losing, um, not Xavier Alford, uh, Shamari, Shamari Simmons. You know what? I said Shamari Simmons for the corner spot, and what I meant to say was D Ford. D Ford is the corner, and Shamari Simmons is the safety, both of them coming from Austin Pay. Uh, Shamari Simmons will be gone. Chris Edmonds will be gone. They've got a young guy in Montana Warren. That'll be interesting. But the corner spot to me is going to depend on what happens with Roe Torrance. If he's gone, this is a position of need. If he's back, it's definitely lower on your list. That being said, let's go ahead and finally hop into my top three positions of need heading into 2024 as of May 2023. There's a lot of time for that to change. Number three position here is linebacker. The Don't get me wrong. I actually really like what the Sun Devils here at the linebacker position. I think that there's a lot of really intriguing talent here at linebacker. There's some young guys too. Crew Jackson was brought in. They were able to bring in... Um, Who's the other transfer? Tate Romney, who's a redshirt freshman. They've got some intriguing, uh, what do you call them? Se- uh, seniors and juniors and whatnot. Uh, James Jonkin will be getting an opportunity after uh, riding the bench last year. Uh, Dylan DeVito is a redshirt sophomore. I mentioned Crew Jackson. You've got uh, Tate Romney, who I mentioned. Like, There's a lot of young guys here. KV on Thunderbird is an incoming freshman for the team. There's a lot of young guys, and we're going to find out a lot about this unit in the 2023 season. That's the reason it's lower on my list is because the vast majority of these guys could be back. Will Schaefer, Caleb McCullough, um, who was the other guy I just scrolled by and missed. I've got the website in front of me. Uh, Jacob Jordahl, I feel like I totally butchered that. And Zach Bauer is the only redshirt senior on this team. I, I like Travion Brown is also a grad senior, but Outside of those two graduating, you could potentially bring back the vast majority of those guys. The reason it's on my list is there's so much competition that you could potentially see a lot of transfers out of the program. And quite frankly, we really don't have a lot of proven guys here. Like outside of Trey Brown, we have no idea who's going to be starting next to him. It could be young guys like Romney and Jackson. It could be veterans like Schaefer and Jonkum. It could be some of the other seniors or, or not seniors some of the other veteran guys on the team, like Zach Bowers or like uh, uh, Jacob Jordahl, Jornadal. Uh, there was another A that I was missing. Jornadal. There's a lot of guys on this roster that are going to be competing, but until we know for sure what we have out of the linebacker spot, I think it is fair 
just a question what we've got there. I'm not saying any of these guys are terrible. I'm actually excited for the young guys here. I'm incredibly excited for Trey Brown. I want to see what you got out of Schaefer, out of Joncom, out of uh, McCullough. There's intrigue here at the linebacker spot. The bottom line, though, is we don't know what it's all about. We don't know if these guys are going to end up being quality players for Arizona State. We don't know if they're going to be guys that transfer out of the program because they don't get playing time, which we saw with Connor Soley last year, which we saw with, um, I, I still can't remember his name, the freshman that we had who was a freshman All-American, 6'6". He was like 100 pounds soaking wet. Wasn't that small, but he ended up going to USC. I can't remember his name to save my life. I couldn't remember him on the other day when I talked about the show, and I can't remember him now. I, I do wish we had him, that's for sure, but neither here nor there. Bottom line, it's just a lot of unproven guys at the linebacker position. I'm excited to see what we have moving forward. I'm not of the of this disbelief that there's no talent at the linebacker spot. It's just so much uncertainty, so many question marks, that it is fair to ask whether or not this is going to be a position of strength or weakness, and it's the reason why I have them as my number three potential position of weakness or at least potential need to add talent to for the 2024 Sun Devils. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack and don't want the sugar and calories, you need to get the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but don't want to compromise on taste. I got just the thing for you. Built bars and built puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. You heard me right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, and so many more. I don't know how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy for you with just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar but a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't even need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your, your favorite specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, go to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff if you're closer to Sam's Club. Run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. Get yourself a great-tasting protein bar. Get yourself the difference with Built Bar. You got to try this. All right. Talking today about the need for 2024, but for those of you that are interested in sticking around tomorrow, and especially my everydayers, shout out to you guys. Tune in as I look at some potential strengths for 2024. We do the opposite of today. We look at positions that look very deep, for the future moving forward, make sure you tune in tomorrow wherever you're getting your podcasts. Number two position of weakness for me, and this was really tough between number one and number two because there is absolutely going to be an exodus of talent at this position, which is the reason why I have them this high. It's the tight end position. It starts and ends with Jalen Conyers. Conyers, of course, who is the uh, redshirt junior for the team, looking like he's going to be contending for all Pac-12 status. And if you ask me personally, 
contending for all American status. This dude is just a monster and he's destined for greatness. I've been high on him since his uh, redshirt freshman year with the team after he transferred for Oklahoma. I thought he should have been getting more opportunity than Curtis Hodges at the time. And that's no Curtis Hodges slander. It was just, I was high on Jalen Conyers. I was high on him going into last year and through the first half of the season, I kind of looked dumb. And then the second half, I was like, ah, told you so. I've been talking about him for a minute. But anyways, he is absolutely going pro at the end of this year, provided he dominates the way that we all believe he's going to. And when he does declare, there's going to be a lot of turnover here. Bryce Pierre, another guy who's been standing out in spring ball, is also a uh, redshirt senior. He will be gone. Messiah Swinson, one of the guys they brought in through the transfer portal last year and one of the guys who could be playing a much bigger role this year in a tight end heavy offense, is also a redshirt senior, senior. Those are your top three guys on the depth chart, all three of whom are very talented, very good fits for this offense, and guys that we can safely assume will be heavily involved, whether it's in the receiving game or maybe as blockers or maybe as just threats, period. I highly anticipate that all three of these guys are going to get roles. I'm not saying you're going to have three tight ends with at least 300 receiving yards. No, not at all. I would be incredibly surprised if you had all three of those guys as that big of weapons on this offense. But I do firmly believe in my heart of hearts that the tight end position is going to be one of the biggest points of strength for this Sun Devils team in 2023. I think that when you look at the quarterback situation that's going on with Borgay, with Pine, with Conover, with Rashada, they are going to be depending on some proven veteran options. I just listed three guys who graduated. Jalen Conyers just graduated. Major shout out, by the way. Congratulations, young man. Messiah Swinson and Bryce Pierre are redshirt seniors. They have also graduated. These are guys that are more than likely going to be gone after this year. From there, you've got two guys on the roster. Actually, I think you'll have one guy on the roster. Yeah, uh, Colby Garvin will be the only guy remaining at that point as a redshirt sophomore. You did lose. Oh, man. His name is right on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember. But you just lost a guy as well. Um, you could bring back Ryan Morgan as well, who's like a H-back in the form of, dude, I can't even remember the fullback we had last year. This is frustrating. But point is, you could have Ryan Morgan back. You could have, uh, I, I just had his name, Colby Garvin back. But it's similar to the linebacker position. It's just a lot of unproven guys. And I know that Arizona State is attacking the, uh, not the transfer portal, the recruiting class strongly at the position. I know they brought in a lot of guys. There's an in-state kid that they've been very interested in getting in. They're going to be bringing in talent to the tight end position, but there's no doubt that when you lose those top three guys, there's going to be substantial drop-off in play. It's not that I don't believe in these guys. It's just that I look at the top three and I'm like, yeah, that's about as good as the Sun Devils have had in a long time. You've got Three guys who, in a best-case scenario, will be getting NFL opportunities. I'm not saying that they're going to be pro bowlers. I'm not saying they're going to play in a game in the NFL. But I do look at all three of these guys, and I'm like, yeah, they should get a tryout. They should be a practice squad guy. They have the build. They have the ability. They have the upside to be players at the next level. 
Jalen Conyers especially looks like a guy who's going to be picked very high if he does, in fact, dominate the way we anticipate him to do. So with that in mind, that's the reason why I think that the tight end position will be one of the positions that the Sun Devils could be potentially weaker at in the 2024 campaign and definitely one of the positions that I would highly anticipate is going to be one of the biggest needs heading into next year and be addressed. One more time, I want to make sure that the everydayers get some special love, but you guys as well. Thank you as always for subscribing and watching. Tomorrow's edition is the exact opposite on today's podcast. We're looking at potential strengths for the 2024 season, so make sure you tune in wherever you're getting your podcasts. All right, the number one position of need for the Sun Devils, I have no surprise, the offensive line. And it's this is not offensive line slander like I have been known to do on this podcast. No, rather it is me saying there's going to be a lot of change to this offensive line. There's already so many seniors here. Emmett Bully is a grad senior. Aaron Frost and Ben Coleman, who unfortunately they're both injured, are grad seniors as well. You have Joey Ramos, who is a redshirt senior. You've got Ben Bray and uh, Lee Fontanu, who are redshirt juniors. And if they play well, and both of them have shown the ability to play well, it, respectively, Bray at ASU, Fontanu at uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, they could make the jump as well. You've got some younger guys like Isaiah Glass, who it he's got... He's got the athleticism for sure. If he can build on it, he might also want to jump. I don't know. Max Ionaker, we're waiting to see with him. Hal Scott, we're waiting to see with him. Uh, Bram Walden, I'm excited for, but, you know, redshirt sophomore. Hopefully he's able to get onto the field. Uh, Matt Katergaris, I I hope I pronounced that right. My apologies if I didn't. Redshirt freshman, we'll see with him. Sean Naa, or just just a freshman. I can't even talk. Just a freshman, we'll see with him. Uh, Siri Candielli, freshman, we'll see with him. And yeah, that's that's a lot of unknowns right there. That's a lot of guys that are going to be gone. I just named three grad seniors, plus Joey Ramos, who was a redshirt senior. That's four guys that are going to be gone. And if Coleman and Frost can find a way to get healthy for this season, they're going to be starters. You can pencil that in. We, we of the of the four I named that are seniors. Bully is the guy who's going to have to do some proving to get onto the field. He was here last year and didn't see too much action. He's going to have to do some proving. The other three guys could be starters for you. That's a lot to replace. Isaiah Glass, I anticipate he'll be back next year, not to any of his abilities, but simply to continue adding on to his resume to show that he is able to benefit and get to that next level. He's going he's gonna to want to put on as much tape as he possibly can. I anticipate that for him. I anticipate that for some of the other young guys as well. But nonetheless, I've highlighted this position as you know somewhat concerning headed the, heading into this year. I believe that once these guys are gone, that are the older members here, you're going to need to do a lot of rebuilding. This is going to be one of the biggest priorities for Kenny Dillingham is getting this offensive line back on track, getting it back to producing quality guys. You know, we had Jamil Douglas, we had uh, Christian Westerman. We've had uh, Kellen Deesh, and there's been, I, I can't remember the center's name. I'm just rambling names off the top of my head right now. Don't hate me for not having my notes ready. I'm just naming guys. Point is, looking at the offensive line, there's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a lot of who's in, who's out, 
from this year's roster. You could see transfers, as we always do. We saw Ben Scott transfer. We saw Ladarius Henderson transfer. If they had kept on to both of those guys, I'd be a little more confident about the unit as a whole. But now you're not only asking me to have the confidence this year, but you're asking me to have the confidence for next year. It's not quite there yet. And I'm more than happy to be proven wrong. I can't emphasize that enough for the people that want to hate on the things I say for being critical, like I'm supposed to be doing because it's my job to be critical. Just saying. I am just trying to look at this team outside of a bubble, outside of the players that I do love and the players who concern me. We have to realize that this unit needs an influx of talent. We'll wait and see what happens. Four guys that are leaving next year, no matter how much they play, is tough. You've got five spots on the offensive line. You have to replace four guys as is. You've got a lot of young guys who don't have a lot of experience. You've got a couple guys who are uh, redshirt juniors and juniors that could potentially go to the next level as well. Like this is potentially a unit that's going to be absolutely decimated. And we're not even factoring in the transfer portal at this point. This is to me, the absolute highest need for the team right now, heading into the 2023 season, let alone, what we're going to be looking forward to for 2024. We will wait and see, but that's my number one position of need. What do you guys have as positions of need for 2024? More importantly, what do you want to see recruited for the team? Who are some of the top guys you want to come to the program? Who are some transfers you're interested in? Let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Until next time, that's all I got for you guys. Actually, real quick, before we wrap up, Real brief thoughts here. I do want to talk about him more on another podcast. Jordan Tyson, the Colorado wide receiver transfer, has landed with Arizona State. For those of you who are not familiar with Tyson, he had a ridiculous five-catch, 115-115 yards against Arizona State. This past season, he also had a punt return touchdown on the Sun Devils before suffering a leg injury that ended up costing him the rest of the season. He had surgery. We'll wait and see what happens to him moving forward. He's a game breaker and he's a big play threat that the buffs were really upset to lose. He's a sun devil. Now he's going to give you some juice in the return game. He's going to give you some juice as a deep threat. He's really exciting. Like I said, I'm going to be talking about him more later on, either at the end of this week or at the beginning of next week, but to get in on that conversation, make sure you hit like, and subscribe wherever you're getting those podcasts until next time. You guys keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.